Welcome back to Tyson Salt. I'm Lady Toast. And I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Tealith. And I'm Rogar. And I'm Matt. Hey, how's everyone doing? <laughs> and we're here this week with episode 124, book four's penultimate episode, Surprise and Prejudice, which I have to say, one of my favorite movies. So it's, there's that. Oh, it man. It has been a very long journey to get here. We still have one more to go, but this one is absolutely amazing, and I'm so glad we have Matt here, who got to play uh, his old character, his new character, and himself. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> thanks was... Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, and thanks for doing this. This is always a fun listen every week. Aw. That was not a fun listen for me this week. You only had one problem with the episode, and... and... No, no, I, I didn't no? have only one problem. That one problem is a an oversimplification of what went wrong. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Because let's lay it out for you here, folks. And and I'm gonna make an assumption that the orb comes with you on the greater teleport. The control orb comes with you when you use the greater teleport. Yeah. I think they took it with them. Because that well, it was never said in any of the episodes. Because I went back and checked them. It was never said. It was we wanna take it with us, but it was never said, okay then this is how you do it. Or we've still, okay, we've, you do the teleport and it comes with you. They do, none of that went down. So under the assumption that they've got the orb, Teoblith can already cast teleport. And I think he's got enough slots to do it at least twice. Yes. Yeah. I can, I, I have two fifth level spell slots right now. Okay. But he only needed it once because you greater teleport out. Boom. Arasni pops in. Boom. And then at any time, from there until we go to Renchurch, at any time, Tia Blith could have teleported everyone back so they could have picked up Elksy. And then specifically calls this out. He knew he, what he was doing, and he had no intention of doing no, it. No, I, I, I didn't say Tia Blith <laughs> was the one that loved her and thus should do it. What I'm saying is, my problem is, all this time and the comment that he makes, oh yeah, I was wondering about that, and we go into another episode, and we still left her. She's not coming back at this point. Yeah, you're. I, I know I, she's I, not coming back at this point. Well, I mean, I'm just she's... laying out the problem, which is it would have taken about ten minutes because the casting time for teleport's not that long. All I'm saying, and you got is... the control orb to greater teleport back home. You needed one freaking teleport, not even the two that Tia Blith had. Yeah, well, it also would have required Tia Blith to cast the teleport to go back and get her. And yeah, he doesn't care that much. If the party had asked him, he would have done it. I think no. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. He would have refused the party at that point. Yeah. Because it's super easy to get back. He just needs the one and then the greater teleport from the orb to get back here. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, this is like, he wants to go back anyway. Well, Does yeah. He? Eventually. Uh, that's true, I guess. But and also by... Tia Blith is so short-sighted that he goes, hey, hmm, undead elk that hates me. That might be a problem I might have to face, and I could cut down one opponent. I mean, Tiablis seems like a guy he doesn't like her, but he also seems like a guy that doesn't want to make an opponent just to make an opponent. Tiablis can also fly whenever he wants to and just pelt the undead elk with arrows. So, like, he's not concerned <laughs> with this thing, and he might revel in the opportunity. You're assuming that the undead elk doesn't get some kind of firepower from her antlers, which don't exist, because remember, she's a female. But hey, yeah, according to our <laughs> uh, inspired incompetence lore, maybe she Galarian, does. Maybe but elks anyway, and have antlers regardless of gender. That's possible. 
that's I possible, I I'm suppose. Completely bullshitting. <laughs> well, you could make up anything you want. I mean, after all, it's a fantasy. Complete fantasy here. Wait, this isn't real? Wait, no, you... it's completely real. Listen, <laughs> totally real. I, I, I spent like the last five months in this dungeon. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, how anyway. has that been for you? Being, <laughs> having done like... It's got to be at least half a year in this in one dungeon. It has been brutal. Like, <laughs> I was actually just talking to my son like yesterday, describing because at the time of recording this, we have finished book four from recording. The episodes obviously hasn't haven't come out yet, but we finished recording. So now, like, we're finally thinking that we might be able to spend some of the money that we've been accumulating for the last year. <laughs> and I was telling my son about this, how we haven't had a chance to shop in literally a calendar year, and his jaw just hit the floor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this for us is episode 48, so the final episode of the book will be 49. So, I mean, you got three Yeah, well, all I got to say is I have no year. sympathy for you guys. <laughs> None. You don't deserve to shop. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit harsh. That's that's a privilege that has to be earned. Well, and I you think... haven't earned it. Well, wait till you finish the the last episode of the book. You're probably going to have the same opinion, but you know, don't tell me till later <laughs> so I can forget about it. <laughs> oh, I'm not telling you twice. Fair enough. Oh my goodness, I I do enjoy the fact that Erasny pops in. And Arasni yes. lays out the what the you know so where's Tarbafon, yeah, bringing I was us back. If she was going to do bringing this. us back and saying, "Hey, this was the plan. Why didn't you follow the plan, you dipshits?" <laughs> and <laughs> Tiblis has no idea what the plan is, so he's just like, "Okay, whatever, we'll go there." So you know, nothing there. I love the fanboying over Arasni. I enjoyed it even <laughs> more that Tom Arginus got jealous. <laughs> That there was fanboying over Erasny. <laughs> I'm beginning to think that kind of the goal here is that you guys are trying to figure out how many of you can, you know, quote unquote, fall for Erasny here. I, I'm i at the point where... anybody to fall for <laughs> in battle. I think that Tom might literally shank one of us if someone else tries to go for Erasny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I want to see that. I want to see our genius jealous. Oh God! I mean, you know, really, like I'm he, acting. He didn't on it. say like, Whoa, hey. He said Tom. He said, "Yeah, Tom. well, that too, that too." <laughs> I want to. I want to hear it. I want to hear the panic. He records in Tom's at your voice. house, right, Matt? Yeah, I was like, this is really dangerous because he actually sits behind me while we record, so I wouldn't even see it coming. <laughs> I'll get you one of those oh, monitor mirrors so you can see behind you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was highly entertaining. I, I mean, I was already giggling that it was going to be, you know, everything that Rogar ran away from and said, I can't take, I can't handle, I want to go be with my family. And, you know, and then it's all, let's just bring it right to your oh, doorstep. Yeah, no, the party just oh, totally yeah. let's just bring screwed it him. Right into your house. Oh, they absolutely screwed him. You know, someone's going to come knocking, looking for Arasni. You, I mean, you just, you know, they are. They were hunting her down to begin with. I mean, there's only one Grave Knight remaining, sure. But anyone who was looking for her knows where she is, and they could send anything to, to Rogyar's house now. Yeah. They may have doomed Rogyar. <laughs> oh, that would be a fun twist. I didn't even think of that. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it was the, that was the one thing I was thinking about. I'm like, if if they're following Arasni, they've screwed Rogyar in this whole town. But 
like if Rogar does not leave, it, there's a very real possibility that he might be dead the next time they come knocking. Yeah. Well, just little. They got me thinking now. I I wonder if Rogar could take one Grave Knight if it didn't have any ranged capabilities. Mm, don't know. What level well, was? Yeah, it? I don't know. He obviously hasn't leveled. Yeah, he was like but the ten or eleven. I think when we finished. The so other not thing bad. not to panic about is that Erasni has left the. I can't even remember the place that little keep um, that she was in N- that had it. Nadiri's you know, Bastion. Was, Bastion. Well, remember, she was completely off grid there. So as long as she stayed there, she was off grid. Right. She's left that. So which which means the the normal divining, you know, scrying, whatever processes that they're used to track her normally are back online. Right, because yeah, that's, that's why she didn't want to pop out. So the Grave Knight might not need to come to Rogar's house. Just maybe, just throwing that out there. I mean, I, sure, it's it's but, more I mean, horrific they... if Rogar's family gets strung up and Rogar, you know, is scarred and you know claws his way out of the fight <laughs> or kills him. But after his family's dead, so now we have someone that's that's angry and ready to go rip into these people and. Go scream at Uhtred some more, you know, so he can have yet another person, you know, look at him as a failure. Because remember, he sees all the friends that he's lost as people looking at him as if he's failed and, you know, pile on to this thing. I mean, gosh, oh. I could I could see that turning Rogar into the next Tarbafon. Like, I'm going to become <laughs> what I hate because... Then I can contain it and keep people safe. Yeah. Well, that would be like or, Rogar, you know, some such. Rogar goes full Grave Knight and just travels to Geb and be like, "All right, you know what? Just just do what you got to do. I, I got I got work to do, and I'm ready." <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess he could go sign up for Geb to too. I mean, why not? <laughs> I mean, I I honestly have been expecting uh, Yondo to come back. I was talking with. Alex after he came back as the undead and then you guys you know fought him and destroyed him and I said man this just screams like one of those things where you know he's there he's fallen he's gonna come back and then he's gonna it's gonna turn out he just chooses to fall again because well people are just shit and you know there's no point in trying to prevent the inevitable and man man I just see I see the potential for that to happen with Rogar I see some potential for that to happen with Uhtred. Uh, it just I'm I'm concerned about the end of this AP. <laughs> I'm concerned about like next week every time we record. <laughs> yeah. I mean at this point you guys are you gonna record next week or are you gonna uh well the way w- uh, take a week off. Um no the the way this is kind of going is you know this upcoming Monday we uh War for the Crown. Mm-hmm. Um oh right yeah. So then the week after that, yeah, we'll do our normal recording. So it'll be like the first few episodes of book five. And then the week after that will be the retrospective. So you just have to make sure nobody gives away the big, big reveal at the beginning and during the retrospective. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we're usually pretty good about that. There's occasional little slips and we'll, you know, pounce on whoever slips up and then I'll cut it in recording. Oh, you but mean like this- book three? Yes. Arasni, Arasni, Arasni. Stop saying Arasni, Tom, Nick, Arasni, <laughs> Arasni. But this is why, you know, we get $10 patrons so they can listen in live and catch our mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's true. St- stuff you don't get if you don't pay for it. So come on, go pay for it, people. It's, it's well, absolutely Do they get Dyson Salt if they don't pay for it? I mean, yes, but that's charity. <laughs> 
Yes, you too can be at the ultra high patron level and make a podcast that they can force on other people. <laughs> Join up. <laughs> oh, man. So tell me, how much fun was it to do the classic TV show trope? <laughs> I'm the actor playing myself, playing my other self <laughs> at uh, the same time. To be honest, I was really looking forward to it. I was like, Nick had actually given me a bit of a heads up a few weeks ago that this is where he was going to go once we were finished with Gallowspire, that he wanted to go see Rogiar before all the shit hit the fan. So I had some time to prepare and <laughs> compare notes with Alex as to what Rogiar had been up to in the, the month or so of in-game time that he's been away from the group. Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, time to find my Rogyar voice again because it had been, you know, a year. So, yeah. but yeah, I was I was really looking forward to it. It was it was a lot of fun. I yeah. I totally enjoyed uh, Tiablith going. Yeah, we're gonna go see Roger. <laughs> yeah, that's the dwarf's name. I got it right. <laughs> and I, and I loved how it was the uh, it was literally the most courteous he's ever been to anyone. <laughs> was that uh, I God I can't even remember the exact verbiage. Yeah, we should we should go fish that out. But it was, it was I, I loved how that came out, and it was like, wow, that was like not offensive. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, the insult level was and sarcasm was still all there. But wow, that was like non-offensive. What the heck? <laughs> that and like I love Alex going like he said something to the effect of, "This is Tiablith, who is just the worst." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there like, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much Tiablith. He's He's an asshole. He's the worst. I like him as a character. I think he's great. Oh, he is a he is so much fun to play. I I'm enjoying it so much. Like back in Skull and Shackles, Devoth had a bit of an asshole streak in him, but like he wasn't Tiablith. Tiablith well, just he was goes too, hard. He was too likable. Right. See, T- what makes Tiablith a a lovable character is that when he f- splatters eventually, <laughs> we're gonna love it. No, okay, and we're not going to feel any rem- any remorse about it. See, Devoth was likable and had this, you know, softer side. Tiablith just doesn't have that. Like if Devoth splattered, I'd feel sad. I'd feel upset. Right. Tiablith is just this great guy that I love hating, and everything he does just keeps right in that man. I just want to blow that bastard up. Right, and it's and so it's when one it of happens, those, I'm not going to feel bad. Yeah, and it's one of those. His arrogance is. Not to toot my own horn too much, but somewhat justified because he's a very effective character at a lot of things. Right. So, like, it's not like he's just delusionally arrogant. He's he actually backs it up too, which in some levels is even more infuriating. Yeah, yeah. no, I I like him as an effective character. He's he contributes to the group. That part's all. I mean, that part is all on par. I mean, it makes sense why he's around. It makes sense why they're keeping him around. Why they might be putting up with him. Or whatever. I mean, that all makes great sense. But it, to me, it doesn't take away from that spark you've captured, that that flare that you have made all your own, which is, I want to see him exploded. <laughs> and I, I'm I not like- going to feel any remorse about it. In the meantime, I love that he's doing the job and filling the role. And, you know, everybody keeps moving along okay. And that's great. But I, I'm looking I like forward it to took it. took him like... 10 minutes to go from blushing at any amount of attention from Razni to not back talking her, but like, you know, they were, they had a whole conversation about her and she's right there. <laughs> oh yeah. He's uh he's, he's not I, one I to just, be starstruck for very take, long. Yeah. I saw, also, I just, I loved that conversation where they're like, 
I can't even remember what they said at the moment. You were talking about her and being very snippy with her. And it was just, I'm like, she she could smite all of you right here and now and you could do nothing about it. Yeah. Well, that's that's part of the fun of it too, is just like seeing how far you can push an almost godlike being like that. Yeah. I mean, Utra did a pretty good job of pushing. <laughs> yeah, he uh, just... It's like you could you could kill me right now. There's nothing I could do about it, but you know, whatever. Yeah, Uhtred's <laughs> like, go on, do it. Like, I'm I'm done. Do whatever you gotta do. Like, <laughs> I got my mission. I'm working on my mission. Whatever happens, happens. It's like I know you're using me. I'm using you. You you provided a way to do what I needed to do. Yeah, I guess I had, I will stop a sec and and just point out. I absolutely love Nick's character development with Uhtred as this AP has gone on. Like, oh, just just yeah. starting from this guy who's trying to keep it together and get everyone home to trying to escape the ruins of his home to facing down his past and just just constantly pushing forward to the point where he he knows he's doomed, but he knows he still has a job to do and he's gonna do it no matter what's standing in his way. Yeah. Well, there's even an element of it coming full circle in that, remember, he wasn't very confident as the keeper of the light. Right. Because, you know, he hadn't really destroyed the... The Red Reaver. The Red Reaver, you know, but that was the story. And then he faces it down and does it. And now he's kind of, the way I see it, he's coming back around. And now he's that guy or that, you know, hero that's leading people into getting killed which is how his backstory with the Red Reaver was, right? There was that one, uh, oh, was it a, it, I think it was a knight. It was, I don't think it was a cleric, but that was leading them in to go after the Red Reaver to take him out yes. and kind of totally didn't anticipate how brutal the Red Reaver was. And so now Uhtred's kind of doing that same thing going in, right? And it just keeps cutting down everybody, everybody, everybody. I mean, you know, lost Randolph, lost Elias, lost... Elksy lost Yondo, lost Vipira. Rogar left. Yeah. Because it was all so bad. Lost his best then, friend, the Crimson Herald. The Crimson <laughs> Herald died. Uh, and you're going to have to remind me, what was the monk's name? Uh, Brillator. Brillator, that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, he wasn't there that long enough, and he never really signed up. Yeah. That's the way I see that one. He of the two-episode uh, cameo. Kish, right? Kishikish, this kind of weird spontaneous connection he made with Keisha Keish, you know, in the AP, all that. I mean, all this stuff just keeps, things keep getting slaughtered and killed around him. His, his family getting devastated at Vigil, all that just adding up. And it's just clear he's the leader, even though Nick keeps saying, oh, he's not the leader, he's not the leader. He doesn't even see himself as leading it. And really, he's the drive behind it. Yeah. So he is leading it and leading everyone into this slaughter. And I, I look forward to his demise as well. <laughs> no, not his demise. Well, yes. I, at this point, yes. What you bastards did to El The only one that doesn't deserve to die for Elksy is Teoblith. I want Teoblith dead for other reasons, but he doesn't deserve to die for Elksy. Because on stream, at least, he didn't say, oh, I wouldn't go back for her. You know, when he's done it, he's just, he's just, I. she's not my responsibility. I'm not, you know. Yeah. So it's that's the only one that doesn't deserve to die for that. Everybody else should get slaughtered <laughs> mercilessly. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I love how Thelias also has basically he he's already died three times, 
and he's still oh, going God, yeah. on this mission. <laughs> yeah, death death is not a, a barrier to this mission anymore. Yeah, and God, I still wonder. Joe manages to come back with a more complex character every time he dies, and I don't know if he can get more complex than what he's got right now. Like this this one can't die because I don't know what comes next. <laughs> I so what I heard there, Matt, was Joe. Here's the challenge. And I, I swear to God, I heard this scream in, in my ear. It must have come from the East Coast somewhere, New Yorkish area. And I thought I heard, challenge accepted. <laughs> I'm just huge. Challenge accepted. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. This, this one is tough. I didn't even know they had one this complex. Yeah. Like, the medium is already a very complex class to play. And the reanimated medium is probably the most complex archetype for it. So, yeah, it's it's a whole headache. But luckily, the way Joe is RPing the character does simplify a lot of things. Well, yeah, he's basically playing Thelias again. I mean, right. I'm going to be the champion. Oh, I need something else? Okay, I'll do that. But otherwise, I'm going to be the champion. Yeah, I feel like that's the way most medium players end up going is you pick one role and you fill that unless there is a day where there is a specific other role that needs filling temporarily, and then you just go back to what you normally do. Right. Yeah, probably. Especially with the math-based game that Pathfinder is, it's you're going to pick the option that is the best combat you know, option. Yep. That is Mathfinder. You play for the education, not the fun. <laughs> education is fun. Yeah, just ask, ask your kids. Yeah, yeah my kid is uh, definitely, definitely ready for summer vacation so i wish i still had summer vacation oh yeah. god summer vacation i wish i could take every summer off oh <laughs> in a heartbeat in a heartbeat i just wish i didn't have to work that's that would be nice that's oh cool. independently wealthy yeah i keep looking for that that job yeah but that would defeat the point if you have a job <laughs> hey i you know <laughs> I'm going to keep looking for it till I find it. And once I find that independently wealthy position, I'm holding on to it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I will say, I was a little surprised that Arasni didn't just immediately leave the moment she had the location. But her actions after you guys arrived kind of showed me, you know, told me why she didn't, I guess. Yeah. it's She, she, she has... Despite, maybe, yeah. Dis yeah. Despite what she is has resolved to do there's a complicating factor with that last wall army on the on the right en route mm -hmm. so yeah she's uh unfortunately she still needs us is it am i just not understanding why it's a complication i mean are they gonna be fighting her too i mean you would think so well i'm the yeah. like last wall hates arasni like with a passion they see her as an abomination because of you know what? Yeah, she, what she is, and give her the nasty names. Yeah, they call her the Harlot Queen. Yeah, right. But aren't they kind of responsible for her being? Who yeah, she oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. According to the backstory we've been given, yeah, yeah. Okay. There is because remember they did the rituals that put the geese on her that forced her to you know go take out Tarbafon against her will. Yeah, yeah, and then they you know started shit with Geb who then retaliated by stealing her corpse and bringing her back as a lich. So, Well, I don't know that I, that was retaliation. I mean, does it hurt Lastwall? Yes. But I actually wonder if Geb had designs on her and this just gave, gave him the opportunity and means to pull it off. 
as opposed to, you know, having the designs, but being unable to do it. And now all of a sudden you get, oh, you mean I have agents of last wall I can use against last wall and get what I was hoping for out of it. I mean, I don't know that, I don't know that he went, hmm, how can I piss them off? I mean, yeah, well, Geb is also like a, a wizard of above 20th level and a ghost. So <laughs> if he wanted to just like greater teleport in and grab her corpse and leave, there is no one in last wall that could have stopped him. Right. Like he sent the grave knights there as a statement. Well, right. Yeah. But I meant snag. I, th- I don't think sta- snagging a Razni and bringing her back as a lich was the get even with last wall. I think it was sending the grave knights in, you know, former knights of last wall and, you know, sent them into slaughter their fe- their former colleagues and fellows and friends. I think that was the real get even part myself. I mean, I'm, Maybe I'm totally misreading the lore. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It could go either way. Geb is... No one knows how Geb's mind works anymore. He's been a ghost for a yeah. long time. <laughs> I guess I mis... Um, not misunderstood. Underestimated how how much people would recognize... Or how fast people would recognize her. Well, I, I guess she's... Yeah, it might not necessarily be they recognized her specifically. But it's pretty obvious that she is undead and she arrived in a very flashy fashion so i mean the the people in the market were screaming it's a rasny run yeah <laughs> according well, to alex <laughs> yeah and i'm not sure maybe it was something about the way she was dressed or maybe the fact that it's just you know it's a female lich that just magically appeared so there's not all that many of those around that people know of so right that would that was hey, just all it my takes guess. is is one good knowledge check and one person to go, huh, that looks like a Razni. And then suddenly, you know, it's gone crazy. I mean, that's I mean, fair. Uh, you know, we could, we could grab a few real life examples if you wanted where something starts to happen and, you know, one or two people are like, oh, what's going on? This is that. This is that ever. And then suddenly it's a mob of people doing stupid shit because, you know, they're trying to figure out, you know, trying to find it, figure it out, whatever, or run from it, whatever. It's fair enough. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I just, I just thought it was a little interesting because I, I mean, I, I mean, you think of Galarian as like, yeah, I mean, I guess when we, when we talk about it, it's always from the point of like the adventurers who study and they know things, and most people aren't that. Most people are like farmers or merchants or you know. Yeah, Joe Schmo on the streets not going to know a lot of this historical right. data so by just, beyond what he might have picked up growing up from the local temples or whatever yeah so it, it was just a little surprising it's like oh god that's exactly that's the queen of a country that is you know several thousand miles away <laughs> yeah it, i don't it just struck they, me as a little odd is all they they don't make real clear in a lot of cases like you know what the the average person has as far as knowledge like i mean it you know, there's that, you know, knowledge, local check, knowledge, geography. I, I mean, knowing the ruler of a country. I mean, what is, I don't even know what that is. I mean, that'd probably be a knowledge geography, but I mean, I don't know if that's like a 10 or a 15. It'd be a knowledge nobility, but I imagine it would be based on your location, probably like a DC 5 or 10, depending on how close in proximity where you live is to the nation in question. Yeah. yeah, I could totally see that as a nobility. I would also see it as a geography because it's, you know, a country who heads that country. I mean, I you know, I wouldn't be deep in their family or anything, but I mean, I, and again, it might not even be as easy a DC, but right. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't know how rough that would be. So I again, mean, you know, not knowing what those would be and sort of go, but 
Yeah, I thought it was maybe a little story-driven uh, that they popped off about Erasne as fast as they did, but, you know, so what? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean it, it, it makes it, sense. It does... Even if they didn't know it was Erasne... Yeah, it was still a you sensible know, was... reaction, even if it didn't specifically know who it was. Yeah, yeah I mean... Oh, I... yeah, no, like, undead, run. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, right. And then I was thinking, geez, you'd want to be careful reacting to her because that is the queen of a foreign power. And, you know, Geb has demonstrated in the past that he has a long reach. So, hmm. you know, you might want to wonder, do we have a diplomatic situation on our hands here? Uh, are you just passing through? I think that's what the guards were trying to figure out when they came to Rogar's door. And I think they also realized that they didn't want to find a Razni because, you know, the hell are yeah, they going to oh do about I her? <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd be like, uh. even if she'd still been there, I think they would have been like, yep, I don't. Uh, I don't see, see nothing. Yeah. Go about your day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's going to leave soon, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> to which Rogar would be like, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> It was nice getting an old character back, though. Yeah, it was. It was nice slipping back into the shoes of uh, of my uh, my flighty dwarf. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually beginning to think he's the only one that's going to survive this AP. I mean, I mean, why you got to jinx it like that? <laughs> what? That's not jinxing. I'm just saying what I'm thinking. I mean, so far, Utrid said he thought ev- or Utrid Nick said he thought everyone was going to survive. We weren't going to have a single player fatality. Yeah, yeah that that didn't pan <laughs> he's out the so only well. One. The only original one left. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Rogar is not dead, but, you know. Right. He's also not in immediate, immediate danger every episode. Uh, he could be now, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. You know, it was interesting to hear that he was trying to convince people to send some aid or to get involved or to do some some scrying or information gathering something to, you know, wake up to Tarbafon is out there and he's coming. Oh yeah. He's I mean, not locked away anymore. I mean that was that was kind of neat that it was that and not just, nope, I'm sitting here, you know, spending time with my family, haven't told him anything. You know, know. what are you guys I, doing here? You're gonna ruin it. Oh yeah. No, Rogier has been through far too much to just, you know, completely sit yeah. on the sidelines. He's especially because he knows his friends are still involved. Yeah, I, even if he couldn't deal with the thing itself, I think he would have still tried to help in whatever way he thought he could. Yeah, there was a a little option that Alex and I threw back and forth to, because um, I was figuring, you know, Rogier would have been pressuring the whoever the, the ruler of Curse is. I think Alex said something like the High Prophet he's called or something like that. Um, would have been pressuring him to gather forces to go face the Whispering Tyrant, but he also would have been, you know, communicating with his family back in Highhelm, trying to bolster the Dwarven forces, because the, the Dwarves of Highhelm were actually a big part of the Shining Crusade the first time around. So okay. there was there was okay. discussion that maybe Rogar was actually in Highhelm, and I'm just imagining how funny that would have been for everyone to teleport to Curse, only to be like, oh yeah, he's not here. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, except it would have been, well, how far is High Helm? And Tibleth would have gone, oh, I can teleport us there. <laughs> and then, poof, we'd have gone to High Helm. <laughs> so Razni would have popped in and go, what the hell? Nobody? <laughs> Where did they go? And, you know, let me let me check my uh, my magic item that I've, you know, keyed to the person wearing the uh, amulet or whatever I've given, you know, I'm using. And High Helm, what the hell? You know, bleep. I could have, I could have seen that being a little game of cat and mouse with teleport there. <laughs> yeah, it would have been would have been funny, but yeah. I think this worked out having uh having tea in the parlor with the undead queen of another nation. <laughs> yeah, I, he's just like there's a Razni queen of Geb in my house. 
And I've already taken a uh, shot at her once. <laughs> yeah. I, I did enjoy the Rogar, don't blast. Because, <laughs> of course, he's going to zoom into the room, with, you know, ready to, to launch at whatever is threatening his remaining family. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the screaming that opened it up mm-hmm. and everything. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that was fun. I was. I'm glad Nick immediately had Utri go, like, no, no, don't do it. Because <laughs> Rogar definitely would have, like, come around that corner and immediately shot a blast at her ass. And he just. I see undead, I shoot undead. Yep. Yeah, I could see that, especially when it was, and you recognize, (laughs) oh no, you wouldn't recognize because it was a mask in uh, book three, wasn't it? She had a mask on. In the beginning, uh, uh, end of book two, yeah. Sorry, end of book two, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, because then Rogier left before they went to see her in Nadiri's Bastion. Right. Yep. Right. So yeah, there was there was no no possible possibility of recognition other than, I suppose, the, the attire. Right. But... Maybe, but I don't think oh, he would man. have immediately put two and two together. Uh, no, but I could see, th- I can, I can hear Alex describing, you know, how it looks a little familiar, and you know, who knows where Rogar would leap to at that point because he just wants an excuse to blast. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't doesn't want anything to do with undead under any circumstances. It doesn't matter, you know, what it is at all. Well, I yeah. appreciate the, uh, you know, being told immediately that it was Arasni because, like, yeah, yeah. pretending that Rogar doesn't know it's Arasni while also playing Teolith, who does know it's Arasni and holds that knowledge over Rogar's head, that was a situation I was not looking forward to simulating. <laughs> oh, man. That was fun. So the, basically the opportunity for tormenting Matt that was lost here, <laughs> you know, that was that was something wasted by Alex is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Also, it was kind of after we had finished the episode. It was, you know, like days later, Alex kind of sent out a message to everyone being like, God damn it, I forgot I was supposed to voice Rogar if he ever came back. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So I didn't, Rogar did not get the lemon treatment. (laughs) I escaped the lemon treatment. Oh, how lucky for him. (laughs) I liked that voice. (laughs) I know you did. (laughs) Oh God! I it it hurt me to hear that Andrew hated it because I was like, oh, because I wanted to like you know really really get pumped about it, and <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I got to keep it down because Andrew doesn't like it, and I get it. It's his old character, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a rough one. His reemergence in that final battle was pretty awesome, though. I know you got that sound drop yeah. still, Richter. Oh yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I I listen to it when I need to pick me up. <laughs> Ah, oh, it's so great. Send those fuckers back where they came from. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Is our after credits uh, drop I for guess. you, Toast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have the soundbite. We could just put that soundbite in there instead of using my I, horrible I imitation. Nope. I've already used it once. I mean, I could use it again. There's nothing against it, but, you know. <laughs> oh, it's so good. We should use it again. <laughs> I guess the only thing we have left is... Uh, talking about the uh, mythic magic that she weaves onto Uhtred, which is awesome. Yeah, that's that's going to be very helpful in our upcoming task. Yeah, because that's... I mean, you guys aren't fighting unless the knights decide to fight you. You're basically trying to convince them not to go down there. Yeah, the, the idea is to try and get them to turn back without, you know, killing them and forcing them back. Right. So we'll we'll see how work, that works out since we are well known for our diplomatic skills. Of course. That yeah, that's true. 
I, I've been wondering, actually, if the real reason she doesn't want the knights coming down is that she doesn't want Tarbafon to get all those reinforcements. I mean, that is entirely plausible. I mean... I mean, it, it, the that's the, the knights, problem with, with fighting an undead army. I Maybe, but, like, if he's got 100,000, an extra 1,000 is, is not a lot. Because last of all, there's not a well, whole lot left, might, right, for the knights? I think or, they had a. I, miss... per, I think they have a I pretty were... sizable army. Like mm. I thought it was at least ten thousand, but may, maybe I'm totally, totally off base in the okay. number. Yeah, I thought it was here. I it could, sounded. I could be completely pulling this out of thin air, but I thought it was in the realm of like thirty thousand troops. But okay, so I mean, yeah, then then yeah. adding an extra thirty percent to your armies is a good thing. Yeah, still completely <laughs> well, outclassed, it, but it's you know. Yeah. Also, it the the oh, thing to right, consider is it. Alex said they were outclassed twenty or thirty to one. So yeah, twenty or thirty thousand. So you were right. Uh, this, that'd be more along the lines of like four to five thousand, I think. But yeah, yeah, I think that's oh. fault. That falls under better with a roughly a hundred thousand. But still, the the thing is, if if they possess any powerful casters or you know uber warriors or stuff like that, I mean, the quality could make a difference. And then being able to bring them back. I mean, Tarbafon is what he's in, he's on a god level, right? Um, I mean, he's probably not your not, average. Yeah, so he's he's not quite a god, despite what he thinks of himself. But he's uh, definitely, you know, twentieth level wizard, lich, mythic tears, and all that jazz. So yeah, he's yeah. So he could he could maybe raise you know kill him and then raise him instantly, and then all of a sudden you know go and on top of it we'll just slap this grave knight template on it or whatever I, I don't know what his exact powers are but he might be able to do some of that and then some of those more powerful individuals in that army could be you know really tough to fight i mean i get it's a Razni, i get we're talking demigod but i mean still yeah and it's, it could complicate things all i keep thinking of is uh the gallo dead that mm-hmm. the thing that yes. that killed randolph like that thing was tough and yeah. it wasn't very complicated yeah. as far as uh, powers. Yeah, and it can't have been the only one. It's just the only one that he left behind. Yeah. I yeah, one would like think. One would squadron of think. A whole platoon or whatever they are. Yeah. So Yeah. I mean it yeah, there's just a whole lot of well, whole lot of rough in there. Yeah. I look forward to uh the next episode, the final episode of book 4, finally. Yes, so finally. A long time coming. Yes. Yeah, I know Alex made an announcement on the Discord, but I'll repeat it yep. here that uh, the Book 4 retrospective, we will be recording it on July 3rd. So any of our patrons at the $10 and up tier that would normally get early access that week instead are going to get the ability to listen in live as we record the retrospective. And then that will drop for the general public on Friday the 7th in, as a normal episode. Awesome. I guess uh, thanks for coming on, Matt. It's always nice to have you here. Yeah. Uh, One more thing real quick. Anyone listening that wants to uh, ask us a question for the retrospective, go ahead and hop on the Discord. Send us a question. Shoot us an email. However you want to get in touch with us, shoot us a question, and we will insert it into the retrospective. Awesome. Anything else, Richter? I don't think so. I'm just so depressed now. Yeah. Just going to have to force myself to keep going, I guess. <laughs> that's the spirit. Yeah, well, I'm not picking another goddamn NPC in this AP, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, would it help if Teoblith went back and made some venison? It'd be better than her being undead, to be completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I 
guess that's going to do it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lady Toast. And I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Matt Teal with Rogiar. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, I just got a message from Alex. Matt, he knows you're lying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't trust a word that comes out of my mouth. No, no. We'll have to put a disclaimer up in the front of the episode, I guess. (laughs) Absolutely.